Can the first communicants raise their hands? All right. So I'm going to be talking to you a little more directly today. But the neat thing about talking to kids is that I can send a lot of indirect messages to all the adults here. It's like sending darts to all of them. So I'm recording this so that you can listen to it again. It'll be a nice little keepsake for you. What an appropriate gospel for us to be reflecting on as we celebrate First Holy Communion. Because Thomas was doubting that Jesus had risen from the dead. And he put this stipulation on his belief. Until I can put my finger in his hands and my, my hand in his side, I will not believe. So Jesus answered his prayer, you might say. And he gave him an opportunity to do that. And Thomas responded, in faith, my Lord and my God. And that's a great thing for all of us to repeat whenever we come into the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. My Lord and my God. You know, when we come into church, this is God's house, and we believe that the Catholic Church is especially uh, special because we reserve, we reserve Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, Holy Communion. And I'm sure these boys and girls could tell us that we believe that Jesus is what? Really, truly, substantially present, Right? body, blood, I like to say heart and soul and divinity. It's not just a symbol, right, boys and girls? But he's really there. Now, it looks like bread and it tastes like bread, but those are just accidents, we say, philosophically. They're accidents, like the color of our eyes or the color of our hair. But substantially, there is a change from bread into the body of Christ. Did you teach them the big word with a T? Uh, <laughs> what's, did you teach them that? The transubstantiation? Yeah. Remember that word, boys and girls? Transubstantiation? That's the theological term we give to that change. Transubstantiation. Can't even count how many syllables that is. So the very substance of the bread and the wine is changed into the body and blood of Christ. That's what we've always believed. That's what the church has always believed. It's what Jesus said. Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. He didn't say this is a symbol he said, this is it, and this is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant. Now, you might say that he hides himself. I like to think of it that way. He veils himself, or he hides himself under the form of bread and wine. If he didn't do that, we would be blown away by his glory. Because he is risen now. Amen? Amen? He is risen in glory. 
And so if he didn't veil himself, we would die of the awesomeness of God. It would be too much for our senses to take in this side of heaven. It would just be too much. It would be overwhelming. So he veils himself under the appearance of bread and wine. But to help our belief, he has given us many signs all throughout the centuries, including one possibly just a few weeks ago in Connecticut in the United States. They're looking into the fact that they're, well, they're looking into the, the uh, phenomena that perhaps there was a Eucharistic miracle in Connecticut. My mom lives just a few minutes from where it happened. But there have been verified, substantiated, you could say, pun intended, Eucharistic miracles all throughout the centuries where the bread and the wine, I should say, the, you know, what looked like the bread and the wine actually turned into human heart flesh, heart tissue. And, and in the chalice, the, the, the blood coagulated into, into globules. I've been, it's, anybody seen those in Italy? Have you been to Lanciano in Italy? Or, Mon, or uh, okay, no? <laughs> Got to check it out. But there's websites dedicated to this. You can look it up. If you've struggled, and we all struggle, right, with our belief in the real presence, as we say. But you read these stories, and it, it can't help but increase your faith in the real presence. So it's worth going and, and, and reading up on those and allow yourself to be inspired. So it's important, though, that we make an act of faith. So coming back to the fact that we have something special about this house, you know, typically you see us bow, or some people genuflect when they come into the presence of the Lord. You're not doing, well, we do it to the altar. We bow to the altar because it's also very special. But we genuflect to the tabernacle. We reverence the, the tabernacle. When we come forward to receive Holy Communion, we bow. Right? And it's good as you do that to make some little act of faith. Just like Thomas did today. My Lord and my God. When I elevate the host during the consecration, the prayer of consecration, it's good to make an act of faith, my Lord and my God. And the more you do that, what happens? Your faith increases. Just like anything, when you do it over and over again, your faith increases and God will confirm it for you. You will experience his presence in some way through the power of the Holy Spirit. I like to say it's the Holy Spirit's job to make God's presence tangible in some way. And of course, we get to, to receive the body and the blood. We get to, to touch God. God touches us. Sometimes we, we lose sight of that. We don't even think about that. But God is coming down from heaven to, to touch us and to be united with us. That's how close he wants to be. He does this. He chose to do this so that he could prolong his presence all throughout time and accompany us 
each and every day of our lives in a very real way, in a tangible way. So as we receive him today, make that act of faith, my Lord and my God. Jesus, I believe that it's really you. Please increase my faith. And you'll often feel tingling or heat or warmth or just a peace come over you. The more you do that, the more you'll feel it, the more you'll experience it. And every once in a while, God gives you a, a, a whammy of a grace. And you'll just start to weep in his presence. Because your, your spirit, his spirit, is communicating with your spirit. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, God is here. God is with you. He is Emmanuel. God with us. And when you realize that in a personal way, you can't help but weep. Because not only it is, is it his presence, but what is it? It's his love. It's his divine mercy. God is love, we believe, right? It's not, that, it's not just that God loves. It's not just something God does. It's who he is in his essence. God is love. And so when we receive him, he communicates his presence, his love to us in a very personal way. And so let's pray that we can all be open to that today, that we can receive that in faith. You have to make an act of faith. Without it, it's not going to have its effect. But the more you make the act of faith, the more that God will confirm it for you. So in closing, boys and girls especially, let's all together make an act of faith right now, all together, okay? Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are really present and substantially present in Holy Communion, in the Blessed Sacrament. And I believe that you love me and that you want to communicate to me your love in a personal way. Amen. Praise God.